And do you know how many people would probably like run away at the sight of dismembered legs? Yeah. Dude, there's a four foot bong and a bag of wheat by your bed. <laughs> Tillywinks, the parlor game for nerds, is nearing extinction. It's in my pod! It's in my pod! <laughs> I will find proof. <laughs> I'm very easily startled, Mr. Fingerman. <laughs> I don't know which regulation body would regulate the uh, penis ring that you were talking about earlier. <laughs> I'm ready to remain conscious as we record this show. Hey, welcome to Medical Stuff. My name is Mark Puff Puff Pass Franco. I knew Chris. it. I knew that that was what you're going to go with. Puff Puff Pass Franco. Because well, yeah, but you didn't hear the second half of it. But I think you did Puff Puff Pass before. I think if we went back Can over. We? Yeah, I did. That's not the first time we've done that. show what I do. Street Puff, Puff Pass. On. Almost have to be street drugs. Oh, yeah. You know, if you hadn't said anything, most people probably wouldn't have known. Yeah, but I have to carry the show, Mark. Oh, that's right. There's that oh, one. You, do seem, you do seem like you know what you're talking about. So. Absolutely. And you, you've lost all credibility at this point. Right, right. You know, OBJN, 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 OBJN. I just hope he's still listening. If he's still listening, that'd be the best. That would be. If he came back and like, you know, after a reevaluation, I think the guy who said OBJN actually knows what he's talking about. And Chris is the idiot. That would be sweet vindication right there. Yeah, it'd also be a fantasy, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me to my fantasies, man. Well, let me try a different one. Uh, hey, welcome to Medical Stuff. My name is Mark Puff Puff. Don't pass, frankly. <laughs> Do not pass. God. God. It's like, uh, Chris, I am not a douchey hipster. I don't vape Finkston. How about that? There we go. Perfect. I like them. Yeah. Well, uh, sorry you know. to all the douchey hipsters. So funny you bring that up. <laughs> There's a meme out there. Maybe I'll find it for the website. But basically, it's got a stereotypical hipster, and he's got his arms folded, and he looks very cross. And um, it looked like if you were to sit there and be like, Google Portland hipster, this probably would come up. <laughs> and what this article was is they went back and found these people that are in these memes and interviewed them. Like, what do you think about that? And everyone else is like, that's funny. I like it. Yeah. He's the one guy <laughs> that goes on a rant being like, it disappoints me that society has yeah. outcast the craft, uh, the craft coffee scene. We all love our craft beers. Everyone so, loves those things. But craft coffee? Nope, like he just goes so off a rant. Like he just he just reinforced the whole uh, yeah. cliche, basically. Yep. yep, he just highlighted <laughs> that and hit Control B and turned that shit bold. That is what he did. <laughs> oh Jesus! Uh, so today we're gonna be talking about vaping, not yeah. vamping, which is something different, completely different. But vaping, yeah. vaping indeed. Um, so you guys might have heard in the news, and we're gonna, we're going to cover okay. what vape what vaping is. Okay, but uh, you might have heard in the because news. I read the show prep. Nice, nice. No, um, I didn't. Okay. I was getting ready to explain what vaping was. I was about to say, it. Uh, I finished it 46 minutes ago. So unless you, <laughs> and I know you were driving for about 15 of those. Oh, so, dude, do you hear we had a tornado up here in Vancouver? Two uh, of them. And we had a tornado warning uh, over in Portland. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, over by Corn Pass. Yeah. Which is funny because the guy on the TV, sh- on the television said Cornelius Pass. Pfft. He apparently doesn't live here. Yeah. No, no. We're not adding the Elias to our corn. It's always fun explaining to my trainees that Cornelius Pass goes nowhere near the city of Cornelius. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, no. I guess it serves as a good pass if you need to get there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Not right now it doesn't because it's yeah. closed down. That's true. Anyway, so, as you Vaping. might have heard in the news, uh, vaping 
uh, may be leading to some severe hospitalizations and lung disease. And you might be thinking, what the fuck is vaping? Um, well, a lot of you may know, but I, and I thought I knew, and I kind of did, but here's kind of what vaping is. So vaping, it's a lot of things, and that is actually a very, very general term. Uh, and it does not refer to any one single device or um, way to ingest nicotine. Uh, vaping is the act of using an e-cigarette, which that term is also broad. Um, yeah. So no, no. Every time you say stuff like that, I flash to a Cheech and Chong album <laughs> where this this cop goes to a school and he's like, holds up a joint. He's like, what is? They're like, it's a joint. It's a spliff. It's a. Then he goes, no, it's a marijuana cigarette. <laughs> I love you, Mark. I think you've. Do- I think we've done this God, reference now, damn. like. <laughs> You're just for good, man. Go risk. Go listen to the album. It's a good album. <laughs> All right. I was even going to tell you about the uh, one album, Monty Python album that had three sides, but I'm not going I'm to. Sure I think I've told past. that story. <laughs> it is. It's in the past episode. Now I say, I think about it. Are you sounding really sad? I'm sorry, man. I won't make fun of you. I'm, I'm becoming. I'm, I am now becoming that old man that keeps telling the same jokes over and over. Uh, go back and listen to our dementia episode for more <laughs> information on what Mark is going through. Uh, so, what is an e-cigarette? So, an e-cigarette is an alternative to smoking, in which an e-liquid is evaporated into a vapor. Actually, technically, it's an aerosol. No, I don't know the difference. Uh, and inhaled by the user. Uh, hence the term well, vaping. A vapor is more of a mist, like uh, done by heat, and an aerosol would be something that is aerosolized by uh, pressurized gas. And is now a gas. Boom. Find that in a previous fucking episode. <laughs> no, it's more, of a, it's more of a mist as opposed to a vapor be more like a steamed. Okay. All right. Copy that. So, yeah. So, and uh, people incorrectly <laughs> call it a vapor. But anyway, uh, so <laughs> this could be everything from an e-cigarette that looks like an actual cigarette. Uh, which some of those are even disposable, uh, to devices that resemble pipes, and they have other devices that are entirely unique in appearance to the vaping industry, such as what they'd call a tank device. It like something that goes on your back? <laughs> it's just a backpack full of... <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a, like a, a SCBA for the fire department. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's compressed gas, it's just, and it's in one, it's the liquid in the other. He's been in that for yeah. seven years, what, and he hasn't run out. <laughs> <laughs> About every six or eight months, I go get this bad boy refilled. <laughs> It's the the e-vaping 9,000. (laughs) Oh, God. I took a sip of my pop right when you you named it. (laughs) It was almost a problem with the computer. Um, So most e-cigarettes have some common components. So first you have a mouthpiece. And I even put the next description. I'm not describing this. Don't be a douche. (laughs) It's obvious what the mouthpiece is for. Well, I think that you're just a mouthpiece for the vaping industry. Uh, you know, we're actually going to talk about the vaping industry in a little bit. <laughs> See, I told you, you're a mouthpiece for them. By the way, go to www.evapes.com if you want the latest in vaping. I'm just joking. Uh, so, uh, the mouthpiece, it goes to your mouth. You, you, in, you inhale from there. Uh, but then there's usually a tank. Sometimes there's a cartridge um, in, the, in place. But basically, this is any container that holds the e-liquid. This is the part that actually contains the nicotine. Can we stop calling it e-liquid? No. It's a liquid. We're calling it, why is it why is, e-liquid. Because it? it goes in an e-cigarette, okay? <laughs> so if I got e, if I just nope. put water in there, would it nope. be e-water? It's an electronic liquid. <laughs> the liquid's not electronic. No, it is. It's not data-based no, it liquid. Is. It is. It comes, it comes from, you have to get it from an electric spring. And... Uh, <laughs> 
I may be making that up. <laughs> uh, e liquid is the industry term for various things you can put in your e cigarettes. Uh, so, fair. Shill, shill. Anyway, so in some devices, this is not refillable. So, like your early on e cigarettes. It's basically a one-shot use, and when you run out of liquid, you throw the so whole thing out. So you get to out. kill your lungs and the environment. Yeah, just murder the shit out of cute animals <laughs> and yourself. Um, so in some devices, it's not refillable. However, like the tank device, which is kind of popular in the vaping culture these days, um, allows for any number of liquids to be added in. Uh, there are some devices that basically have a moistened sponge that contains the liquid that goes in there. So anyway, then at some point in the e-cigarette, there is a heating or vaporizing element. This is an element uh, in the device that turns the liquid to vapor. Essentially just makes it really hot, so it evaporates, and then you inhale it. That That's about the big of it. Uh, and then there's a power source of some sort. This is the E in e-cigarette. So source of electronic power that powers vaporizing element. It can sometimes be a non-rechargeable battery uh, and like non-reusable devices. We're just going to throw it out anyway. Uh, but it's very common that devices use rechargeable or replaceable power sources. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Sorry. I'm hanging on your every word. Uh, no, I think um, one of the things that I think uh, Google Hangouts does is that when someone's not talking, it actually turns the volume for the thing down so you don't hear things in the background. And sometimes Did this help? No, 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 no. You don't. You don't need no, to help. Okay. Yeah, you, you're doing are, just are you fine. Sure. Yes. I mean, I'm willing to. I'm willing to do that no, to help you. Don't change anything. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> so anyway, my so my silence is what helps this podcast. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say it, but now that it uh, it's out there. But since you did. <laughs> Anyway, I'll start listening and just like Spencer's voice will be overdubbed over mine. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> or it'll be like one of the electronic devices, you know. If I start calling you Spencer throughout this, just right. just, just ignore it. Yeah, it's just a, yeah, it's a slip of the tongue. Don't worry about it. Anyways, Spence, when someone uh, vapes, <laughs> depending on the device, there's a large amount of vapor that that's created, more so than what you'd see off like someone puffing a cigarette. Um, I'm sure. Yeah, you see people exhaling this, and it looks like the car's on fire. Oh God! Or it looks it, like sometimes it looks like I'm like, is is it foggy just right mm-hmm. where that person is? Oh no! Right, that's <laughs> that was vape. Uh, but yeah, a large amount of vapor is created. This affects it's a bit of a staple in the vaping culture. Uh, tank devices commonly produce a large cloud of vapor when someone uses them and then exhales because tank devices are capable of producing a large amount of inhalant. Um, yeah, and one of the things I want to note is that in my research of of this, you have the devices are it's it's like the potheads were something like, look, we need other people to get in on our bong making abilities because <laughs> everyone knew that guy in high school that could turn anything into a bong. Yeah, the guy I was, know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was somebody else, of course. Right, not me, uh, dude. <laughs> it a, was a pen and some aluminum foil, and I'm good to go, baby. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Someone drops a gum wrapper and you're like, oh, look, it's a bong. Uh, you know, but yeah, there's always a guy in high school. That is also in the vaping culture. And it is amazing what people have come up with. There are, there's ones out there called mods is kind of a common term for sort of, I would say this, any other device category where um, basically the whole thing is Man, serviceable. You are in a true hipster culture. If you start modding your vape. Yeah, it, it's it's hard. Like I could not keep up, but, and basically we don't have time in one episode to go over everything that could possibly count as a vaping device. Long story short, there's something that holds a liquid. There's something that vaporizes it and it has a power source and you inhale it through a mouthpiece. 
How, whatever combinate, wh- however those four components come together. Did you say mouse piece? I might have. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so let's move on to the liquids because the liquids. Uh, well, sim- simply put, Chris, the e-liquid is any liquid that see any liquid. So water could be an e-liquid. It, it could, but you would have to call it an e-liquid. No, uh, <laughs> I was vaporized by an e-cig. Oh, e-cig. We're down to that now. We mm-hmm. can't even say cigarette anymore. Because we're cool. <laughs> yeah, that's what we are. <laughs> what is an e-liquid? Uh, what is in the e-liquid varies. Typically, e-liquids are compromised of uh, or comprised uh, of propylene glycol, glycerin, nicotine with natural flavorings. Always natural, right? No, actually, they're, they're <laughs> anything. <laughs> with about ninety percent, ninety-five percent of being propylene glycol uh, and glycerin, which is fun because polypropylene glycol is antifreeze. Yeah. Uh, and uh, poly, uh, propylene glycol and glycerin are relatively inert substances. Yeah. The nicotine contained, uh, content varies substantially, and some products contain no nicotine, while others contain large amounts of nicotine. You can also get uh, CBD yep. and uh, marijuana vaping. Yeah, and uh, that actually may be playing a role in the outbreak that we're seeing, which the CDC is now qualifying this as an outbreak. Yes. So, uh, the benefits and dangers of vaping all lie within the liquid because vaping has exploded. Hopefully not literally. Uh, regulation of vaping products has not caught up, which is really common. It's the uh, same with uh, legal street drugs. Something new will come on the scene. Yeah. And it's legal because nobody ever thought to make engine cleaner illegal for ingestion before, you know. Right. And uh, now here we are. So... <laughs> Uh, regulations exist within the F- US FDA, and the UK has some regulations that have been amended to include uh, large, our language pertaining to e-cigarettes. I'm going to say the whole word. I can't say e-cigs, dude. <laughs> I mean, guess I, by saying e-cigarette, I guess I do say e-cig, but anyway, the American E-Liquid Manufacturing Standards Association, AMSA. 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 Hey, the ambulance service I used to work for was very similar to that. Yeah. Has published standards for the industry, but there's a concern over how objective. Yeah, let's uh, no, we'll regulate ourselves. Right. We're good. Don't worry about it. Uh, this has worked well in the cocaine industry. Uh, <laughs> the heroin industry also has done very well in self-regulating. Uh, but the concern over how objective AMSA can be when its existence relies on the prevalence of vaping. And what we're talking about there is that if if you have an agency making the standards for how something's supposed to be produced. And let's say some organization comes out or there's some concern over, hey, the way vaping is made as a whole is dangerous. An agency that relies on the prevalence of that not being dangerous is probably going to be... So AMSA, they uh, are... You know, there's questions about whether they're going to be totally forthcoming or really enforce any rules that the industry doesn't like. Because when you're being ruled by the industry and supported by the industry, it makes it very hard for you to then uh, chastise or penalize penalize the industry. Now, the positive is it does behoove them to protect the industry and make sure the products are safe. Because if products are not safe, then the industry will get crushed that way as well. Yeah, but, but I think they need to be set up more like United Labs. Hmm? I think that they would need to be set up more by United Labs. Do you know what United Labs is? Mm-mm. 
they are the ones that put the tags on all the all the electronic stuff and all the oh, electric yeah. stuff that says Bill it's safe. UL on the bat. Right, the UL. What it is is it's not supported by the industry. It's supported by the insurance companies that have to insure the companies that make these products. Oh. And so you have to get this UL list. Well, you don't have to, but you ain't going to get good uh, insurance rates if you don't. And since it's not the industry itself supporting it, they can be very objective because they're protecting the insurance industry. Oh, cool. So, yeah, I think it would probably be better. <laughs> I just got a mental image of all these scientists sitting around vaping now. <laughs> um, the UL has. But, you know, as anyone would expect, uh, there, of course, exist liquids that contain illicit drugs. Because if you can dissolve it in a liquid, you could probably use it in an e-cigarette. Or if it's heroin, it would be an H-cigarette. Badum cha. Yeah, come on. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was a dick thing for me to say. I'm sorry. However, those aren't really uh, commercially produced. Right. Those are probably back to the modding industry that you talked about earlier. Yeah. Uh, generally speaking, e-liquids that are commercially produced do not contain such substances, but that means uh, that by no means indicates a safety level. Formaldehyde metallic nanoparticles are often found in commercially available e-liquids. Let's just throw a little mercury in while you're at it. Yeah, why not? So we could really uh, confuse the hipsters if we uh, made made va- well no if they uh, if they made um, vaccinations in a vaping form. Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh God! It's like essential oils that you can inhale through your vaping that contain uh, the right. MMR vaccine. Oh yeah! <clears throat> what do I do? <laughs> uh, but it's important to remember those. Uh, that uh, dose makes the poison, and the levels of these chemicals are typically low enough to cause no harm, though it does not mean that there's uh, e-vaping self by itself is uh, safe. Yeah, right. I mean, it just may be the formaldehyde's in low enough amounts. Right. But, but then again, if you smoke enough. <laughs> right. <laughs> very very you true. You could get, I mean, depending on how much it actually takes. I mean, if it's a low, low enough level and you smoke enough, you know, you could get yourself over that line. Yeah. So then why vape in the first place? So why why is this caught on? What's the allure to it? Well, it's safe, Chris. It's perfectly safe. Absolutely. It's a safe way of getting your tobacco. Yeah. And end episode. We're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, thanks, thanks for listening. If you want to get a hold of us. But, yeah, but Mark, Mark's not entirely wrong, or at least that's one of the perceptions as to why people started vaping. So vaping started out <laughs> as an alternative to cigarettes uh, in the UK, actually. Um and other than, you know, it's an alternative to cigarettes other than traditional tobacco burning methods. This was around 2003, right. uh, although actually not commercially sold in the U.S. until 2005. But, oh, wow. yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's like TV shows. they got to take a few years, then we t- then we copy them and, you know, make <laughs> the office. not as good versions of them. And then, you know, this is how it always goes. Pretty much. The Office, for example. Oh, The Office, yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sirens. Do you remember that show? I do. That was a good show. Yeah, that was originally a British show. Oh wow! Yeah, we didn't do very well. Three's that one. Company, Three's Company. I didn't know that was either. A British show. Yeah, you are a wealth of information, Mark. Uh, useless information, but yes, a wealth. Uh, I'm sorry, it's producing podcast content right now. I'm going to say it's pretty <laughs> darn useful. <laughs> now, whether or not our podcast is useful, different story. But <laughs> or our podcasters agree with that statement. You know, it's a different story. Right? Exactly. But some of them have specifically voiced that the digressions are not their favorite part of the show. <laughs> Exactly, but does that stop us? No. no. I think, about the boss of us. I think we get more people voicing though that the digressions is why they listen. So, well, I mean, you do. It, you and I both do it because a we have the attention. Do I say? So I took pals yesterday. 
And uh, do I do what CPR has taught me? What? That my attention span is right around 23 seconds long. Because <laughs> if at 20 seconds I don't start counting out loud, mm-hmm. I kind of forget what number I'm on. <laughs> you start looking around like, all right, well, they're breathing. Yeah. I'm going to do it now, too. Yeah. Dude, dude, dude. Wait, what shit? Was that 27 or 28? Uh, fuck it. Breathe. <laughs> I would like to notice that we start out with a digression that then went to talking about how we like to digress, that then went on to give an example of when we digress and is now starting about, almost went into talking about PALS and CPR. Like that's... So uh, PALS, just for those who don't know, is Pediatric Advanced Life Support. Yeah. So something I probably should be focusing on for more than 23 seconds at a time. No, you're good. (laughs) I think you're fine. So the assumption about vaping. Right. So the assumption was that users could use a device that did not produce some of the other harmful effects that were associated with smoking tobacco, as tobacco is not used in vape products. So they could, uh, in theory, at the beginning, they could smoke, they could vape inside buildings or stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. So though many manufacturers refrained from saying they were healthier because there's no evidence to do so, they do a lot of comparative advertising. And there's I would say many many manufacturers legal departments refrain from saying that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hey, say it's healthier. Uh, new. No. It's not. So what they would do, for example, is they would list the harmful effects of tobacco. Be like, you know, smoking tobacco has been linked to this and that and this and there's tar and there's all this stuff in it. And then they say uh, e-cigarettes do not contain tobacco. So you know the warnings they have on cigarette packs? Yeah. In America, to me, they're very watered down. Right. Smoking may cause low fetal birth weight. You go over to Europe and England, just like right underneath Marlboro, it says smoking kills. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> they do not mince words around yeah. it. Yeah, you'll die from this, but uh, yeah. <laughs> $1.50. Uh, but anyway. Right. So. Uh, it's England. Pound 50. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so exactly. So it's one of those things where they don't stay. And there, there's a lot of industries that actually do this. Um, I would say a lot of alternative health does this. You know, like you'll have something, for example, let's say you have something that smells good. And they will say that. And, and one of these. Would it be oily? Could be oily. It might be essential. Would you say, would you, would you, say, would you say the oilness of it would be the essential selling point of the product? I would say so, yes. Mm-hmm. Um and it's one of those things where it's like, it's something that, that smells good, you enjoy the smell, and, well, there are studies that show that relaxing with aromatherapy will reduce your blood pressure because you're reducing your stress, and then here are the effects that go along with reducing your blood pressure and all this stuff, and then we equate that to the substance. Well, it's more, it's not a direct line. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it, it's a weedy path. If, you, if this helps <clears throat> you relax, then relaxing is good for your body. Yeah. Does not equate to that this is good for your body. It does not equate to this does anything more than help you relax. I mean, there's no difference. Right. Yeah, I mean, whether it's an essential oil or a Glade plug-in, <clears throat> there, right. there's no indication this does anything. But anyway, I digress. And so one of <coughs> no. the examples that I wrote down here is it's not the same. So so just because saying it doesn't contain tobacco is not sink as healthy. Like gasoline does not contain tobacco, but I wouldn't recommend ingesting it. I wouldn't like, I really wouldn't recommend lighting it. Yeah. Absolutely. Do not vape gasoline. Um, right. Then it really would be exploding. Oh, okay. Moving on. The evidence of vaping being healthier is not substantial and is mostly based on correlation that we've talked about numerous times, apparently about numerous things on this podcast, but um, yeah. correlation and causation are two different things. Right. Exactly. There's a, God, I, I wish I could remember what it was, but there was a website that used to make correlation graphs of just shit that correlated, but it absolutely was not causation. <laughs> and it was like, uh, 
an increase in lemon sales in a certain state led to an increase in traffic fatalities in a different state. Or is what they showed, showed correlate, correlating. It was like, uh, yeah, like Utah lemon sales increased at the exact same time that, you know, traffic deaths in California increased. And it was just like, so obviously, it's just so obviously lemon sales in, uh, in the original state are causing the accidents. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, but, yeah. but it's a good, it's a good way to highlight that. Look, just because two, two graphs line up does not mean that one causes the other. Right. So now there was an interesting study though, uh, done by live. Uh, well, this is according to an article on LiveScience.com, the university of San Diego, uh, did do a study about why do people vape? So from, is life science part of the live strong? I don't know. I don't believe so. Lance Armstrong stuff? I don't believe so. Okay. So, uh, from 2012 to 2015, the study analyzed about 3 million public tweets about e-cigarettes. So, why did they do tweets? Well, there were some other studies that were multiple choice and kind of fill in the blank. But the problem with studies <laughs> like that is when people aren't, when you're trying to, d- to deduce subjectively, why do you use an e-cigarette that's really hard to do accurately with a multiple choice questionnaire because maybe your choice isn't on there and so you may end up filling out something that's close but not quite correct so this study which is more of an analysis uh analyzed three million public tweets about e-cigarettes tweets were initially included in the study contained words and phrases such as electronic cigarette electronic cig e-cig vape and others. Those tweets were then narrowed down to only include those referring uh, to using e-cigs. For example, tweets such as, I have an electronic cig and it's helping me quit, were included, but tweets such as, I just saw someone vaping, were excluded for obvious reasons. So finally, the researchers then categorized the tweets based on the person's reason for vaping. They ended up with a total of seven major reasons. Low cost, flavor choices, safe to use, can use indoors, favorable odor, quitting regular cigarettes, uh, cigarettes, and social image. So the tweets, whoops, the tweets from 2012 <laughs> showed that people's most common reason for vaping was quitting smoking regular cigarettes, according to the study, with 43% of tweets citing this reason. Social image was the second most common reason, with 21% of tweets, and indoor use was the third. By 2015, however, less than 30% of the tweets cited quitting smoking regular for the reason for vaping. Rather, social image was the most common reason cited, accounting for 37% of vaping-related tweets. Indoor use also decreased uh, as a reason, dropping on 12% for tweets, the researchers found. Researchers noted that their findings were supported by previous research and anecdotal evidence. The evi- uh, For example, the decrease in quitting smoking for a reason for e-cigarette use lined up with a decrease in Google searches for e-cigarettes as a way to quit smoking, according to the study. And the decrease in citing indoor use lined up with the time frame over which a number of cities and states banned e-cigarettes use for indoors, they wrote. At the same time, e-cig marketing has increasingly focused on social image, the researchers also noted. Uh, and this supports uh, the finding that social image has increased as a reason for cited use, they said. So... Uh, that is a quote from the Live Science article. And there's some issues with this study right off the bat. First of all, Mark and I just talked about correlation. And then they immediately tried to use Google searches to, to correlate that. Uh, right. You know, and, and that, that's just a correlation. Uh, the drop in the searches could be related to people feeling they already believe that these things are healthier. So they just stop searching for it. Right. You know. Well, I mean, that, I mean, problem with this. This study, it's not really a study. It's more of an observation. Yeah. 
It's yeah, it's more of an observation. Because you don't have a double blind issue here. There's and how and would you, you double blind it? Right, and you don't have a control a control group. Exactly. So this is just more of an analysis of tweets, but it might lend a little bit of information as to why do people vape in the first place. Right. So are there any pr- proven different uh, benefits? Objectively, no. There's not. Subjectively, sure, we're back to that correlation sort of thing. If I'm not actually exhaling smoke from a cigarette, which is full of toxins and tar and everything else, then it should be fine for other people to smoke because it's just steam. But, and I mean, on its surface, unfortunately, a lot of times these claims on the surface, yeah, they seem like, okay, yeah, I could see that. That that tracks. Yeah. You know. But the thing is, is that you, ha- you can't just take things on the surface. Right. Um, did you ever listen to uh, <clears throat> Art Bell? Yeah. Coast to Coast? God rest his soul. God rest his soul. And his wife's soul. Mm. Um, I used to listen to it when I worked nights all the time. Uh, sometimes for entertainment value. Sometimes, you know. But the thing was is that a lot of times when they had guests on there and they were talking about some of the things they talk about in the show, uh, they tend to talk about fringe concepts. Uh it all made sense unless you kind of applied some logic to it or right. kind of kind of dug it a little bit deeper. And you're like, well, wait a minute, just a second. But if you sat there and just listened to it and took it at face value, mm-hmm. yeah, I could see why people believe the stuff if they're not willing to put any more effort into you know researching it or even just questioning uh, what they're being told. Oh, yeah. Um well, I think vapor, uh, vape. Go ahead. I was, well, I think like homeopathy, for example, that that, mm-hmm. that is an entirely bunk science. But when you look at the and, uh, and has been dunked by hundreds, if not thousands, of studies. Oh yeah, uh, can you do the air quotes uh, sound? <laughs> science. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, we gotta close them. Yeah, homeopathic. Yeah, you do absolutely. <laughs> um, I don't want to be a savage. Well, I wonder if the is uh, opening and the. Is technically closing. I have to speak a lot faster then, debate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good point. You better stuff it in there, man. Yeah, I mean, mm. anyway, so uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, vaping. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, like homeopathy is based on a lot because you know homeopathy has this like cures like uh, belief, which is complete horse shit. Um, But if you think about, people think it was like, all right, well, how do you know there are medicines out there where we give you a, a deactivated disease and your body then uses that to learn how how to fight like vaccines you know learn uses the deactivated right. d- disease to learn how to fight that disease ahead of time to reduce your chances of getting sick from it and then they claim well homeopathy works the same way well no no it doesn't but no. but if you didn't it, taking a little bit of a poison doesn't make you immune to that poison or the effects that come with it which is their big thing right but with vaping, you know, the reports are it's a more pleasant odor yep. because it's fla- because these uh, vapes are flavored. And so they come out smelling like strawberries. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> you ever see a uh, Children of Men? It's a movie yes. from like 15 years ago. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah, it was a really good movie. Um, Cliffhanger. What's his name? Uh, Michael, what's his name's uh, the, the friend, the hippie friend who makes the strawberry cough mm. uh, marijuana. So that when you cough after hitting the, hitting the marijuana, it tastes like strawberries. <laughs> Doesn't make marijuana healthy for you. <laughs> but it sure good. tastes great. Another thing right. about vaping, though, is it doesn't, like, uh, like like cigarettes, like you could walk into, like if someone's been smoking in a house for years. Oh, you know it. Oh, yeah. And, and, and that's just, that house will smell like that. That's how that is. Have you been? Have you been to the like the apartments where uh, you have the old people who've been smoking for sixty years and like the walls are yellow? Oh yeah. Well, my my grandparents yeah. smoked for years before they died. Oh yes. And uh, yeah, just yeah, it was just 
the smoking odor yeah, was in there. stained. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, like I said, uh, vapes are more pleasant odor, minimal to no damage or lingering odor in the home, and less coughing. But there are a lot of problems with studying the benefits of vaping. Right. FDA reports that vaping has not been shown to help with the cessation of smoking because you're still getting the nicotine. Yeah. You're just getting it in a different form. And in fact, um, we'll talk a little bit about later. It, vaping is actually uh, quite possibly leading to an increase in nicotine use substantially, at least in the United States. Well, because if it tastes good and it doesn't make you smell like a freaking smokestack, you're probably going to smoke it more. Right. Well, and there's, it, it's, uh, we'll, we'll kind of get into the nitty gritty, but um, teens. Oh, wait, do we have time for both nitty and gritty? Well, at least nitty. Okay. <laughs> we'll check the time once we get to the end of nitty, if we could have time for gritty. Yeah, absolutely. But we'll at least get to nitty. <laughs> um, and one of the biggest problems about studying vaping is because there's so many var- variables from liquid to liquid. Um, hmm. And from device well, to device. Well, there's no real overall control of what goes into it. Yeah. It's what the manufacturer wants to put in it. So, uh, there's, so Dr. Michael Blaha, uh, <laughs> in writing for Hopkins Medicine, he states that vaping is likely to be healthier than smoking tobacco as a whole. And he bases this on what the known contents of, of common, I don't know you love this word, e-liquids, are. <laughs> um, Can you say it with like a deeper sexier? E-liquids. Oh, now I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I want some of that. You say it like that every time. You can say it all the time. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, he talks about how, like, yeah, generally speaking, the ingredients are likely to be healthier than smoking tobacco as a whole, but it varies widely depending on the liquid used and upcoming research. And I would also want to note that Dr. Blaha's statement, uh, sta- <laughs> statements, Blaha, I know, uh, that writing was before recent outbreak reported by the CDC. So, okay. Yeah. Well, let's hit it now up. Now, moving on to popcorn lung. So, yeah. So, this is... Why is it Why is it called popcorn lung? Because the lung sounds are poppy? Nope. No. Hit yep. me. You're, you're wrong. Um, I'm used to that. <laughs> no, it's because this, uh, this phenomenon that they're seeing in patients vaping... Phenomenon. ...was first... Phenomenon. Whereas first noticed in employees of popcorn making establishments where they were making the microwavable popcorns and they were exposed to the um, butter flavoring yep. that was put in the popcorn. They were inhaling the vapor from that and it was causing similar uh, damage to the lungs. And we're going to talk about why so, that that's actually a perfect tie in because we're going to talk about exactly why that is. Uh, Everything I do on this podcast is perfect, Mr. Fingston. Well, considering it's a podcast between two of us and we just determine what goes in, <laughs> it's always perfect. Right. Yeah. Nailed it. We just edit out everything that's not. Right. So. <laughs> well, you edit out everything that you're not. <laughs> you turn up the volume on my mistakes. <laughs> so, if you've been listening to the news, you've probably heard about people dying from vaping and all these cases. So, according to the CDC, as of September 6, 2019, which is two days prior to this recording, there's been about 450 cases of severe lung disease has been reported in otherwise healthy patients who have no history of prior lung disease. And these are typically younger patients, like males in their 20s. Um and five patients have died. So the disease is pretty mysterious, and it's not a lung infection. Because the initial thought was, okay, anytime you're inhaling anything, and I make a blanket statement, I'll say anything, with the caveat of asterisk of maybe not anything, but a lot of things. Um, thank you. Uh, lung, mm-hmm. lung tissue, guys, not, it's not strong. 
Okay, no. there, there's a reason that uh, when your body is trying to toughen up, like, you know, like your hands, and it puts, like, calloused material there, there's a reason it doesn't <laughs> put lung tissue there. Well, there's also a reason why your body actively pulls air particles out of the air that you're inhaling. Right. And, and cleans the air as much as possible before it goes into your lungs. Yeah, lung tissue just is not that resilient. Uh, so... The common thought was that, okay, you're inhaling something that may be harsh on the lungs. It may be opening up, uh, you know, it may be destroying the lung tissue somewhat and opening it up to infection. That's not the case. So these are the symptoms that are occurring. Per the CDC's investigations, patients have reported symptoms such as cough, shortness of breath, or chest pain, almost always associated with nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea as well. And then fatigue, fever, or weight loss, especially in patients where it's developed over a few weeks. Because some patients report that their symptoms only developed over a few days. And they have some that's been taken several weeks to a month. So pulmonary infection does not appear to be the causing the symptoms. Uh, and the symptoms generally don't improve with antibiotic treatment. Now, uh, you may know the answer to this. You may not. Mm -hmm. I've heard, purely anecdotal for me, sure. that uh, like uh, x-rays of the lungs show pneumonia-like damage to the lungs yes so it, it is very similar to it is a pneumonia that, that is forming you gotta remember pneumonia is a, a fairly general term it doesn't necessarily pneumonia itself isn't a disease pneumonia is actually a symptom if you think about that i mean well pneumonia gosh how am i describing this pneumonia is a disease but there's a lot of things that can cause pneumonia and usually what it is you have an infection uh, in the lungs that creates a localized buildup of inflammation and mucus and in this case what's causing that inflammation and mucus is not a typical bacteria or something some sort of treatable infection well i mean if you go to an emergency room and you're playing of coughing and fever and everything like that and, you know if you're having weight loss it's because you're not eating stuff like that and they take an x-ray and they see pneumonia-like damage or pneumonia-like scarring, yeah. they're going to treat like pneumonia. They're going to give you an antibiotic. And they're going to give you an antibiotic, yeah. You're going to get an antibiotic and get sent home. But the problem is, is antibiotics aren't, aren't helping. So the investigation so far, as of August 30th, 2019, uh, or on August 30th, 2019, several reports of otherwise healthy patients came in in which uh, currently, or I'm sorry, came in in which they exper experienced those above symptoms. Uh, those symptoms could not be attributed to any currently known disease or process. Uh, it's difficult to treat with patients requiring manual ventilation on top of oxygen therapy. Manual ventilation, by the way, is when we're breathing for you. Right. Manual ventilation. Uh, using a bag valve mask. Yeah, using a bag valve mask. Uh, sometimes we'll be put on something called CPAP, which is assisted ventilation. CPAP is a device that goes over your face. It's the same thing that you hear about people using when they're trying to go to sleep and they have sleep apnea. Yeah. They use CPAP. It just it makes it easier for your body to take a breath, essentially. So, uh, per the CDC investigation, the investigation thus far, on August 30th, 2019, uh, several reports of otherwise healthy patients came in in which uh, patients experienced the above symptoms. The symptoms cannot be attributed to currently known disease. Oddly, it was noted that the patient's white blood cell count was uh, elevated and they had a fever, even though no infection could be detected. Uh, many patients reported no specific device or substance had been linked to the cases. However, the investigation is ongoing. Uh, some patients have been diagnosed with uh, lipoid pneumonia, 
with diagnosing physicians noticing similarities in lab tests. Right. So the lipoid pneumonia is kind of what we want to focus on. And it seems to be the most... Um, the most likely it's it, it's it's the closest thing to what's going on so mark you talked about people inhaling the butter flavors earlier or the butter mm-hmm. the butter flavoring so what lipoid pneumonia is is lipoid pneumonia is a pneumonia that is caused when fatty oils are introduced into the lungs and over the alveoli such as such as a butter flavoring such as a butter flavoring exactly it's very rare and until recently it was commonly attributed to also like the inhalation of alternative medicine that contained a high fatty oil content now i'm going to say this because i googled it and i'm like oh i bet they're talking about essential oils most essential oils actually have a very low fat content or very are very very mm. low so well people are watching their figures absolutely, and, absolutely. actually you know, they're trying to be healthy it has to do with the way they're made um when they're, when they're made a lot of times it's uh, the oil is is steamed up and then it's the vapor that's then collected and you know in like a tent-like structure that's then mm-hmm. put back into a liquid and in that process um the boiling point of most of the would you say this is like a medicine tent like structure yeah uh and in that okay. process the uh the boiling point of the fat is usually higher than what it is for the rest of the oil. So the fat's usually left behind and the oil's pulled out or the rest of the oil's pulled out, which technically makes it not an oil according to some people, but that's a different story. But anyway, (laughs) uh, but the thing is, it's really hard to treat because the lipids cannot be practically removed by any other means, like other than like mucus secretion. And basically the body's got to get rid of this. You gotta get, you just gotta write it out, and you'll either make it or not. Yeah, and so, and and the way your body gets rid of mucus secretion is coughing. It's gonna build up mucus. Mm-hmm. It's gonna cough, and it's gonna that's that's how this is gonna leave. So, corticosteroids are often used to reduce the inflammation, and corticosteroids has been successful in treating the symptoms associated with vaping. Um, but here's kind of one of the problems: is sometimes these patients end up intubated, uh, like we talked about earlier. That's where you basically get a breathing tube in your throat. And there's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't thing when it comes to intubating people who have lipoid pneumonia. Intubating people in general, actually, is is a risky maneuver. But the problem with it- well, I mean, long term intubation has such a problem has such huge problems in and of itself. Yeah, and the big problem with lipoid pneumonia is like we talked about. What has to happen is those lipids have to get out of the lungs because they are they're inhibiting the exchange of gases through the alveolar wall. Uh, they're causing irritation, inflammation, and it's causing this pneumonia. The main way the body gets rid of it, though, is by coughing it out and secreting it. But the problem is, is when someone is intubated, they're often also uh, paralyzed or kept paralyzed or sedated uh, with medications that inhibit the body's ability to cough and secrete mucus. That's not to say intubated patients don't. They do. Trust me. You spend a lot of time suctioning intubated patients. But it's not mm-hmm. as effective as if you have a conscious patient who's able to control their own airway and hack up this stuff. Well, I mean... Especially if they're young. If they're intubated and you're, and if you're, if they're intubated and you're suctioning out their airway, you're not going deep, deep, deep into the lungs where a lot of this mucus and these lipid oils are. You're kind of just getting the end bit to keep the airway open. So coughing will bring this stuff up from the deep part of the lungs, but they can't go all the way down into the small upper portions of your lobes with the suction tubing. Yeah. So it's, and, and that's just kind of one of the things that uh, is a problem is, but sometimes you have to intubate somebody. Um, right. Because a lot of times when we have to intubate somebody, we intubate them 
uh, because we have to control their airway. And if we didn't, they wouldn't get the appropriate oxygenation and they would die from that. So it's one of those things where you end up with a, you're going to die if we do, you might die if we don't. What do we do? Right. You're definitely going to die if we don't. You probably won't die if we do. Well, let's go with probably. <laughs> <laughs> if I have my choice, it's like you have a 95% chance of dying if we don't do this. You have a 70% chance of dying if we do. Yeah, I'll take 70. What the hell? Yeah, I would do that too. That seems like a fair yeah. thing. <laughs> um, so there are some other risks associated with vaping as well. So... The FDA has issued warnings that many e-liquids still contain the same carcinogens found in tobacco. Uh, because a lot of times the nicotine is derived uh, from tobacco in the first place. And depending on how the agency does that, or what agency, that's kind of a broad term there, uh, how the company that's making the e-liquid does that, it really changes um, what you, it, it really changes like, the content of what's in there. And so well, the one thing I've noticed on these things is that to, in a lot of these situations where, well, you know, we can, we're just going to extract in this instance, the nicotine to be able to just extract that is generally a very difficult, very expensive process. Whereas if we do it this way, we'll get nicotine, but we're going to pull other things with it. It's going into the tobacco and just getting the nicotine out. Seems like it would be a very expensive, very time-consuming me method. Right. Exactly. So, um, did we talk about THC? Nope. Okay. Well, we mentioned that it was in there, but... Okay. Sorry. So, I'm going to back up a little bit. I'll edit this and make it better. Uh, so, one of the things that the CDC has also reported... Couldn't, couldn't make it worse. Yeah, could make it worse. <laughs> uh, so, the, one of the things that the CDC does report is that... They have found that there has been THC uh, or that a lot mm -hmm. of the people that are experiencing these symptoms have been using e-liquids that contain uh, THC uh, or CBD. And all the report says, if you go to CC's website, it just says many. It doesn't say most. It doesn't say how many. It just says many. There are some, there's some banter from people not associated with the investigation that the CDC is very likely going to find that, or they believe that oils containing, or not oils, the e-liquids containing THC or CBD are going to be the culprit here. And here's the thought process behind that. It depends on how these things are being made. And if people are using CBD oil, and putting them in the e-liquid and essentially creating a, a scenario in which lipoid pneumonia could exist because the CBD oil content, because it is an oil, is too high. And so people are essentially inhaling this CBD oil. It's coating their lungs and creating lipoid pneumonia. Hmm. Um, some of the other uh, symptoms, the GI symptoms. One of the things that one of the side effects of smoking like, marijuana. Like the military? What's that? The military? <laughs> yeah, the generally the general infantry symptoms. Uh, <laughs> but one of the things that, and this is something that it was a uh, something one of the physicians at one of the ERs had told me about. And I didn't really believe it until I went and looked it up. But it's it's a form of hyperemesis, which means vomiting a lot, uh, that is onset from the use of marijuana. Oh no! I, I transport a guy just recently with this. Uh, yeah, he's actually a frequent flyer. We transport him all the time. He says, "I mean, okay, maybe it's not the same guy, but there is, there is a guy in our area who 
lives and dies and swears up and down that his marijuana is not what's causing this problem. But it just so happens these symptoms happen every time after he smokes a ton of weed. Right. Moving on. Hey, technically it's just a correlation. I get it. Maybe he's right. But anyway, <laughs> so the the general banter that's going on kind of behind the scenes is that people are feeling that with the similarities to lipoid pneumonia, the CDC noting, although not really giving an exact number, but the CDC noting that CBD products seem to be a trend, that that is what they're going to find out is that vaping CBD oil-based products is going to be a problem, um, is going to be one of the causes for this. But again, that is just banter. The CDC has not concluded their investigation, and has CDC has not made any statements saying that that's the case. And there are no numbers that anyone has currently uh, that conclusively show that any large percentage of the people who are having these symptoms are using CBD-based products. So, that said... Um, other risks, though, outside of these things, there's a, there's a bit of a risk to society in this. Um, so additionally, vaping as a whole has caused a substantial increase in nicotine use in the United States. So the University of Michigan conducted a study throughout 2017 and 2018 that surveyed teens in high school. Approximately 21% of high school seniors surveyed in 2018 stated they had vaped in the last 30 days, up from 11% the year prior. That's a huge Yikes. boom. Yeah. 10% of 8th graders surveyed stated they had vaped in the last 30 days. Holy shit. Well, if you think about it, though, you've got a fruit-flavored thing that you can smoke. It's going to appeal to kids. That's I mean, that's my opinion, but that's what I look Yeah, at. but Chris, these are legal for them to buy. Where are they getting them? Their parents. I joke. I yeah, joke. Very true. <laughs> They're buying them. As a, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If somebody's willing to pay money for stuff, somebody's willing to sell it to very, them. Very, so. very true. So the Same reason why kids under 21 don't drink in this country. Absolutely. I know. I never did. Yeah. So, but the question then becomes, because one of the things is just because use of one substance increases, it doesn't necessarily mean it, it represents a danger to society. Because it very well could be that, all right, if it wasn't vaping, they'd just be smoking cigarettes. Or dipping. Yeah, or dipping or something else. So that question did uh, did get raised. There's whether or not these kids would have used another tobacco product anyways. Researchers don't believe so. The researchers believe that they're... Well, what, what they point to is that typical tobacco products have not seen an increase in teen use since the late 90s, and it continues to reduce. But since the introduction of vaping into the U.S., nicotine use as a whole has risen amongst teens. So... I want to coin a phrase here. What's that? I want to coin a phrase here, and it all started here. Do it. It's the it's the Joe Camel effect. Yeah, you I know, know exactly. This is going to be you know Joe Camel was accused of being made to specifically advertise towards children. Yeah, and for those of you who know Joe Camel was the Camel cigarette spokesperson for a number of years until they were basically told to cut the fuck out by the federal government. Um, he was a very cool, hip-looking uh, animated camel. But, yeah, this is going to have the same attraction to kids in high school and junior high and stuff like that. It tastes good. It's fruity-flavored. It's, you know, it's all these fun things. And it's safe. Didn't you know? They, I saw a thing on Facebook that, or Twitter or whatever that said it's safe because it's not tobacco. It says on the packaging. So, yeah, this is a Joe Camel effect. Yeah, exactly. So, what you're seeing now is we are seeing an increase of uh, of the use of vaping but there's a problem with this now is that because the increase and it's it's a big increase it's not a small amount um so nicotine is addictive and nicotine is is very much so present 
in uh, vaping products. Okay. Mm -hmm. So here's the problem is if you were to suddenly ban e-cigarettes or pass legislation or somehow crack down on e-cigarettes amongst teens. They're going to be Jones. Are you right? Are you now going to have addicted teens that are then going to turn to more harmful tobacco products? Right. So this is now becoming a situation. This is becoming a bit of a problem. Uh, and not the situation from Jersey Shore. No, not not Mike. The situation. Why did I know his name? I'm embarrassed about that. Uh, so, uh, so going back to Dr. Michael Blaha from the Hopkins Medicine, uh, one of the things that he points out is that nicotine is highly addictive and it causes a rise in blood pressure. Nicotine by itself is linked to many health problems and can easily be found yeah. in high dosages in the e-liquids. Uh, rather, yeah, higher... Nicotine by itself is not good for right. you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like saying that, you know, it's like saying that, you know, sugar's bad for you, but, you know, cotton candy's not that bad because it tastes good. <laughs> exactly. Um, so that is all I have on vaping. And here, here's kind of my thoughts on vaping. And I'm really curious how this episode's going to go because I put vapors in the same category as um, users of marijuana. And that sounds so fucking dumb the way I say that. But <laughs> I put it kind of, kind of same, in the same category. It may even sound like potheads. Yeah. And... And, and here's the thing is, I'm not saying that all potheads do this, but a lot of no. y'all tend to believe that marijuana is a magic cure-all that will give you wings, make your dick three sizes bigger, and cure cancer. Who have you been talking to about marijuana? <laughs> but, <laughs> I don't think you... It's a marijuana cigarette. But I, but I swear to God, like, like every time I'll be scrolling on my social media, and I know it's a terrible idea, but... I do it. I'll just be scrolling through and someone will be like, oh, yeah, I, I gave marijuana to my dog and his tumor went away. Ergo, legalize. Uh, you know, it, it's it, it's not magic. It, it's it's well, marijuana. Here's, here's one of the problems about marijuana. It can't be studied. Why? It's federally banned. Where do most studies happen? Colleges, universities. How are colleges and universities supported? Federal funding. So if they get caught studying marijuana, they can lose their federal funding because it's federally illegal. Same reason why uh, a lot of places that do sell legalized marijuana don't have bank accounts because banks were reluctant to give them uh, bank accounts because transactions with them are technically federally illegal. So, you know, I mean, it, so we can't say that marijuana does all these things. We can't prove that they don't because there's no studying going on. I mean, we can say definitively there are studies we can show that tobacco is bad for you. Nicotine is bad for you. Yeah. Uh, but you know, but the vapors, a lot of people really stand by vaping. And so I'm kind of curious, especially in kind of researching this, that there's a lot of public debate <laughs> going, a passionate debate going on on forums regarding the safety of vaping. Right. And some are pro. Well, and People want to do bad things, but in a safe way. And so they're willing to overlook mm -hmm. studies or, you know, anything that's negative about what they want to do. So, so here's the thing. Here's where I sit. In your truck. For me, in my truck. Uh, for me, eh, don't vape. If you, if you were to ask me, hey, Chris, should I vape? I'd be like, nah, don't do it. Here's the thing is that it's really not that much healthier than, than smoking. There's no evidence that says it is much healthier than smoking. Uh, I don't recommend that anybody smokes. 
and I don't recommend that you use any substance that's going to harm you, like nicotine. I wouldn't. Uh, and right now, there seems to be some controversy over whether or not you could die from using this. So don't right. don't use it in the meantime. But I know I'm certain we're going to have some listeners that are going to that are probably already angry by now uh, that are going to disagree with me on vaping. And so sound off. Let's hear it. I mean, feel free to contact us over Facebook or email or whatever. Uh, don't sound off in our reviews. <laughs> in the reviews, definitely uh, take into consideration the amount of uh, research we've done on this and the professional manner in which we prevented, presented it. No? No. Yeah. No. Good. That was great. So, yeah. Uh, yeah that's all you have on vaping, sir. That's all I have on vaping, well, sir. You did all the, uh, you do all the research, so I guess that's all I have on vaping. <laughs> uh, Let's close her down, baby. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to have a debate with us on this, um, you know, we're more than willing, willing to cite our sources. You know, uh, please contact us on Twitter at uh, Medside Stuff M E D S I D E S T U F F. You can get a hold of us on Instagram at Medical Stuff Fifty Two, and. Uh, you were on Facebook yeah, at Medical Stuff. Uh, I would also like to shout out, there was a, um, oh, I think it was on Instagram. Somebody was asking, put out a general question about what their uh, favorite podcasts are. And there were uh, a number of people who brought our our, our podcast up. All right. Yes, I was. Uh, Thank you, number I mean, of people. One of those people was me as Medical Stuff. But, you know, there were right. other people also <laughs> that were not paid or uh, induced by us to do that. And we do appreciate the- Or me. Right. Uh, and we do appreciate the endorsements. It means a lot to us. It really does. So, um, yeah. So Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter are three good ways to get a hold of us. Yeah. And don't forget to email us too. You can email us at uh, medsidestuff at yahoo.com. And with that, Mark. I think that's going to be a toast. Good Lord. Jesus. Okay. On that, I think it's going to be a toast.